Welcome to the Word on Wednesday podcast for January 19. My name is John Mason. Thank you for joining us. Today we begin a new series that takes us into the Gospel of Luke. Let's hear a reading from Luke chapter 4, verses 14 through 21. Luke chapter 4, verses 14 through 21. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and a report about him went out through all the surrounding country. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Catastrophic events, such as we've seen over this last year or so, give us pause and challenge us to see life with new eyes. While COVID has dominated the news, volcanoes, earthquakes, wildfires and devastating tornadoes have also wrought havoc. Nations have looked to their leaders to chart a course to preserve life and secure livelihoods. Leaders who worked at this won our respect. Good and upright leaders are rare. That said, because no leader is perfect, most people, as every election shows, long for someone who will use their position to provide for the security and welfare of the nation. In a fallen world, The freedom to elect leaders is important and very precious. When we read the history of Israel in the Old Testament, we learn that the prophet spoke of a special leader whom God would send. Isaiah chapters 1 through 39 reveal God's condemnation of his people for their self-worship and their disregard of him. Isaiah had warned of God's judgment and in 586 B.C., the Babylonians demolished Jerusalem and took its people captive. But Isaiah is not all negative, for he opens a window on something new and lasting God planned to do, through a very special king. In Isaiah chapter 61 we read, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. And Isaiah chapter 61 continues, by telling us what this spirit-led figure will do. He has come to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the broken-hearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. It is not until we come to the New Testament that we see the real significance of these words. For Luke chapter 4, verses 17 through 19, tells us that Jesus, as guest speaker in the synagogue in Nazareth, opened the scroll of the book of Isaiah at chapter 61. He read, 
The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Period. Full stop. He didn't complete Isaiah's words and the day of vengeance of our God, but went on to comment, Today these words are being fulfilled in your midst. By putting a period or full stop to Isaiah's words, Jesus reveals that there are two stages to the day of the Lord, the day of favour and the day of justice. Jesus' first coming inaugurates the time of God's favour, or mercy, the era of God's rescue operation. Jesus' return will be the time of God's judgment and the establishment of His rule in all its glory. Everyone will see it and feel it. It's important that we notice how Jesus applies Isaiah's words in His public ministry. He says he has come to the aid of the poor, the captives, the blind, and the oppressed. When did he do this? After all, he didn't provide food and clothing for all the needy around him. He didn't release any prisoners, not even John the Baptist. Why? He has a bigger plan. Words such as poor, blind, captive and mourn in Isaiah and the Old Testament as a whole are used more as metaphors. The poor is often a reference to the spiritually poor, the blind to the spiritually blind, and the captives to those who are captive to self, sin and death. Those who mourn are aware of their own broken relationship with God, as well as the brokenness of the world in its relationship with the Lord. That said, There are times when Jesus literally fulfilled Isaiah's words. He did feed people who were hungry. He did give sight to some who were blind. And he did release people who were captives to the power of evil. In each instance, the miracle is a picture of God's compassion and his ultimate purpose to provide life in all its fullness and freedom for his people. The events pointed to the beauty and perfection of the rule of God's King. By reading from Isaiah chapter 61 in the synagogue in Nazareth that day, Jesus assumed the mantle of the anointed servant king of Isaiah's vision. He was announcing that the final great era of God's mercy had dawned. Yes, he introduced a tension between the is and the yet-to-be of God's rule, but it is a tension we need to work with, for it is God's plan. It's important for us to see this, for we need to live with this tension in our lives. Many around us have thrown God out of life and view political power and their own worldview as the solution to the world's ills, of which there are many. But the reality is that the day will come when Jesus Christ will return in all his kingly glory. Before he departed from his followers, Jesus commissioned them with the primary task of proclamation, announcing God's good news of release to all nations. What's more, he continues to raise up men and women to carry on this task, to give people everywhere the chance to turn to God. Isaiah tells us, and Jesus repeats, 
Now is the time of God's favour, the era of God's grace. The opportunity to respond to God's good news won't last forever. Now is the time to listen up and to respond. In Jesus we find the leader we long for, God's King who will come in all might, majesty, dominion and power. Do you believe this? Are you prepared? And are you keen to help others to be ready for the Advent, the return of the King? It's a key reason we are encouraging everyone to check out the Word One-to-One, an annotated version of John's Gospel to share with family and friends. You can find it at www.theword121.com So let me pray. Almighty God, we thank you for the gift of your Holy Word. May it be a lantern to our feet, a light to our paths, and strength to our lives. Take us and use us to love and serve all people in the power of the Holy Spirit and in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my soul. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are still, when striving cease. My comforter, my all and all, here in the love of Christ I stand. Christ alone, who took on flesh, fullness of God in helpless babe, this gift of love and righteousness, scorned by the ones he came to save, till on the cross, as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. Since Christ has lost 
Further prayers. Lord God, the strength of all who put their trust in you, mercifully accept our prayers, and because through the weakness of our mortal nature we can do nothing good without you, grant us the help of your grace, so that in keeping your commands we may please you both in will and deed. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord God, Fountain of all wisdom, you know our necessities before we ask, and our ignorance in asking. Have compassion on our infirmities, and those things which for our unworthiness we dare not, and for our blindness we cannot ask. Graciously give us, for the worthiness of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, Keep our hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God, and of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be amongst us and remain with us always. Amen. Those involved in today's podcast are John Mason, speaker and writer, and April Marks, a member of Christ Church San Francisco. Prayers are from an Australian prayer book, 1978, and the opening and concluding music is from St Andrew's Cathedral, Sydney. The Keith Getty and Stuart Townend hymn, In Christ Alone, is used with the kind permission of Getty Music. Please let us know if you have a question or a comment about this podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Mm